ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the finale of season two of Chocolate with a Side of Medicine. You guys already know who I am. I'm Dr. Sunshine. I know, right? Pew, 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 pew. Um, you guys know who I am. I'm Dr. Sunshine. I'm joined as always by my co-host. We got Dr. Chris. Hey guys. Dr. Nono. Hey. And Amy Jo MD. What's up, y'all? We have loved the fact that you guys have listened and supported us for a whole another season. This is the end of season mm-hmm. two. This is a finale. Um, and honestly, we're really just happy that you guys keep uh, tuning in and allow us to do this because we enjoy doing it and we're just talking to each other, hanging and, you know, we're happy you guys could be a part of it and we just enjoy your support. Um, aside from that, how's everybody doing? By the way, in case y'all haven't been keeping up, Beyonce dropped a single. I can't mm-hmm. not say that. I can't, I can't not say that. Like not, not everybody <laughs> wants to quit their job. Apparently. Oh my god. No, there's literally an entire <laughs> newscasting of people that literally listened to the single and said, I put in my two week notice. Like it's like a whole a whole list of people who did this. Like only Beyonce has the power to make people do that. Like what the hell? Look, I ain't I'll, quitting my job. Nah, yeah, it's it's not, not you won't break me. my soul, but I'll be back tomorrow. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even lie. I quit my job during the pandemic and got a brand new one. I done switched it out. I don't <laughs> listen they break your soul the one day but you always hope the next day is gonna be a better day that's what keeps yep. you going yeah the hope I- for a better day and then you realize after the week man sucks <laughs> but then you got the weekend maybe to like forget about it and then you start it all over again yeah it was a fitting song. Sound very, it doesn't sound, sound very promising now that I just said that. Yeah. I guess everyone can see where my mental health is, this is right now. This is, this, I mean, but this, is, this is Beyonce's way of saying like, you know what, y'all? I see you and this is all bullshit and we know it's all bullshit. And you know what? That's okay. Because they're not going to break our souls and we're fine. You know, we're fine out here. Yeah, and on top of that, I do want to give a shout out to Beyonce on behalf of uh, a member of the Beehive because I am her um, her boxes on her website that you can buy, like the pre order little packages that she has. I'm actually surprised they were as cheap as they were because as a member of the Beehive, I was willing to pay whatever it was, and I'm like, oh, it's only like forty dollars. I can do that. Like, yes. well, why should release some CDs when no one has a CD player anymore? Well, I always have a I always have a Beyonce CD just to just to keep it as a keepsake. Um, if I don't have a CD, I probably have a vinyl. But like, I like the CDs just to just to keep it just as a keepsake. I don't really listen to things on the CDs. I actually remember when she dropped um, self titled out of nowhere, and I couldn't actually find the CD, and I ended up buying it from Starbucks, which was random. What? That's but very have, random. It's very random because I couldn't find it. They didn't have it at any of the stores. Like Target was sold up. Best Buy was. Everybody was sold out. I stopped at Starbucks to get an iced caramel latte. You know, my typical drink. And I was like, oh shit, they got it at the register. So anyway. It's a keepsake. No one's actually going to listen to the CD. I don't even think my laptop even has a CD uh, port. Wow, they, like that technology has been gone for like five, six years. <laughs> yeah. I did not buy it. I, I looked at it, but I was tired and I was like, I didn't buy it. And of course, it was I mean, out. you can still buy it if you want to. She doesn't tell you what the designs are. You yeah. can get box one, two, three, or Oh, four. they're sold out now. Are they? Yeah. Oh, man. That's sold out oh. as soon as they went on. Yeah. That's sold out. Oh, well, I bought, I mean, I bought it immediately. You know, I, day, I, I so. saw it, right. I saw it the same time you did, right, immediately. And I was like, you got this opportunity to buy it or no. Yeah, and if I'm picking numbers, of course I'm picking four, please. I mean, please. I'm not a stand by any means, but I did appreciate her ode to house music. So I am a big house head, and I love, like, that she sampled that in her um, in her single. So that, that kudos to that, because that was, that was, that was an amazing hit. So I'm on sky to see the, what the rest of the album is going to sound like. It's also Pride Month, and it's also a dance record. Well, it's very, it's very Prideish. I will. It's very, it's very Pride. It's very dance. It's very, yeah. The timing, the timing is good. We haven't even gotten to talk about Trinity Talk. I'm so nothing. Whatever. I'm gonna get on my soapbox, and then I might cut this out. I might not. It doesn't matter. <laughs> I don't understand why people are trying to equate Drake's whole project that he just dropped to Beyonce's single. There's people writing like think pieces about it. And they're like, well, if you didn't like Drake's project and if you didn't like Drake's album, I don't want to see y'all out here talking about some, you like Beyonce single because y'all just being hypocrites and da 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 I'm like, listen. I mean, 
first of two all, different artists. No, they both sampled house music in their out in their because music. because they were because saying the because, house music component. Yeah. Oh, because, okay. because the house music. Because remember, remember Drake released his first, of course, because Drake knew Beyonce was coming, and he was like, "I need to put mine out." First. Right? Whatever. <laughs> Drake, right? Drake released his first. Everybody was flaming him on social media, talking about some. This sound like music that you hear when you shopping in Zara, or this sound like music that they play at like a sushi restaurant. Like, what is this? <laughs> like, nah, 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 nah. And they were flaming him because they're like, what is this oomph, oomph? Like, it's, it's eh. And then literally Beyonce, a week later, not even, <laughs> releases a dance record. And the whole, like, <laughs> the whole nation is fawning over it. The world, probably. And then they're like, anyway. So there's a lot of think pieces about, like, well, is it really the house music? Or is it just, you know, you guys just hating on Drake? Or do you guys just love Beyonce and she blinds you? I thought y'all hated house music. Well, it's bad. I mean, with Drake's situation, it's probably damned if you do, damned if you don't. So if you release it before Beyonce's album, then, of course, if people are going to compare it, they're going to compare anything that came before her to her single or album that came out after. And then if you release this track after Beyonce, like, you know, hit her single, they'd be like, oh, you know, she's trying to copy or he's trying to copy Beyonce. Like, what was he trying to do with this? Like, Beyonce did so much better, blah, blah, blah. So he's kind of like, it's like a lose-lose situation for Drake right now. But I thought his track with 21 Savage, that went hard. Like, that was that was very good. Um, and the rest of the, you know, the rest of the album has its, has its moments. But, you know, people are always no. compared to Beyonce no. and it's no. I thought, no, I thought no, it, no. So I'm not saying That's it was no. kind of like hold hard up, no. hold up. Hard I'm not no, saying it was no. the best, but I'm saying that it had its moments. It is not my favorite album by far, but it did have a couple songs on there that were decent. I'm not saying the whole thing was great, but you know, it had its moments. That's all. I think it's a good I think it's a good thing that Dr. Dodo and Dr. Sunshine are not close together because I kind of feel like Dr. Right. Sunshine no. feel like no. I will tell you I will tell I will tell you right now do not waste your time listening to this Drake album it is not a good album part of the reason why it's not a good album is that he's singing on about 95% of it there's only two songs worth listening to which are Sticky and Jimmy Cooks and the song Currents would have been saved because the beat is fire, but he's singing on it and his singing is not melodic enough to go with these house beats that he's playing with. It's a horrible combination. I don't know what he was thinking about, but if you would like to try it, you certainly can, but I do not recommend it. <laughs> 1.5 out of five stars. Dang. And he I should be happy. <laughs> he should be happy. I gave him 1.5. I gave him 1.5 because the production's not bad. It's the production mixed with him trying to sing the entire time and it doesn't go together. It doesn't work together. If he would have actually rapped on those beats, he could have saved that whole project. This could have been fire. This whole album could have been fire. But I'm like, I don't understand why we're trying to what are we <laughs> What are we doing here? <laughs> you are the hardest critic ever. Oh my god! <laughs> she goes, she goes hard on music. We she know does. That. She does. To be yeah. honest, I wasn't the biggest album. fan of Certified Lover Boy that came before it, but like yeah. you know, Certified Lover Boy is better than this that he just released. So yeah, that's what I was comparing it to. Like Certified Lover Boy. I mean, that track with Way Too Sexy and Knife Talk. Like though, I listen to those almost every day, but the rest of the the stuff on there was not that was not you know that album great. itself i was not a fan of i gave that a three out of five stars oh, okay. but this is a 1.5 out of five i'm not a fan and i know beyonce would never do that to us because beyonce gave us a dance record but she ain't gonna give us a whole dance album she would never i know fingers crossed <laughs> <laughs> y'all can't see me because all i can give the silent fingers crossed so, yeah you know but beyonce and her 51 children i don't know that she's out here making she has prided herself on making a book of work, right? And so she likes telling the story. And so that's why I'm like, fingers crossed, because Beyonce's also, you know, kind of quirky and, you know, she can be all over the place musically. It just kind of depends on whatever's influencing her at the moment. So if she had messed around and been hanging out in New Orleans and starting to do you know, feel that, feel those beats because Big Frida's on there. And so it it does have a little bit of some, it does have some house, but also has some New Orleans. That bounce, that bounces, that bounce is what saves it. So, information and all that on there. It was, I loved it. It it really depends. This could go either way. So I I will just be curious to know um, what it is. And I love me some Beyonce. I can say, and as much as I love some Beyonce, I can also say that I have not always loved 
all her music the first time I listened to it. But I always love it when I see her get to perform it. And so I am like, I'm hoping that she's going to put a visual to this album because I enjoy watching her perform probably the most. Yo, the whole like the whole tour, the on the run tour, just like seeing the the cinematography that goes into, you know, creating the audio visual with the music. Like it is a whole production. Like I I've yeah. never seen anything it's like gorgeous. that. And that's why I wish you would do another tour similar to that. But I know that's we only get that well, I guess you did it twice, but you know, that's probably the last time we'll ever get mm-hmm. anything like that. So I mean, I'm ex- if she goes on tour with this, you know, I'm excited to see what she's gonna do with it. I know Ariana Grande was seen walking out of her studio, so she's somewhere on this track. Um, so I guess we'll see kind of who else she, you know, brought in to do that. I don't mind that. I'm good with that. Well, then I guess I'm going to make mine short. All right. Some quick updates in the news. Hey, listen, y'all. Um, uh, what did I want to <laughs> tell y'all? Kiddos are eligible for uh, COVID vaccines. Oh, so yeah. Pfizer and Moderna um, are now cleared to um, give uh, vaccines to the kiddos. So, Eligible ages, Moderna's vaccine is now authorized for children who are six months through five years, and Pfizer's is authorized for children six months through four years. Um, They were already previously authorized, uh, in Pfizer's case, for five years uh, and up, and then Moderna's was already authorized from six through age 17. So we've just expanded, you know, who can get it. So um, I... I don't get many complaints in my office about side effects of vaccines anymore. Like the thrill of that has died off. Um, so that, that isn't really a, a thing anymore where I'm sure parents are trying to make the decision about, do I, do I, you know, get my kid vaccinated or do I not get my kid vaccinated? And, you know, I will empathize with parents on that. Like it, I'm sure it feels like a hard decision as a physician. I want you all to protect your family. Right. So we, I will continue to be as we've always been, you know, pro vaccines for all things. Um, but yeah, it's time to kind of think think about it. What will be interesting, and we don't have the answers now, so these answers are not going to come for any parent that is trying to make a decision right now and we're not to get their kids vaccinated. But the studies about cognitive decline, cognitive dysfunction, autism, spectrum disorders, and neurodevelopment. And the impact that 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 COVID has had on those things are currently in the works of being studied. So they're studying children. These kids are not old enough to give you any final results, but there are studies now that are in the works for kids who were exposed to COVID um, during pregnancies, like what the what the neurocognitive you know impact has been. Um, mm-hmm. Studying kids that got COVID during their learning and development years to see what the what the impact has been, and so there is suspicion that maybe it did do something. I hope like everybody else. And I hope for every parent that we get to the end of those studies and say, there was no significant P value and it was all random, but it is something to know that physicians and scientists are concerned that exposure to COVID to young brains may change how they function as adults. Yeah. Mm Which is scary. Mm-hmm. It is. Yeah, when I read that, I was like, "Dang, ah, oh, it's time to do that, huh?" So I guess we—it's it, been—it's something is happening where it's been enough of a complaint from probably parents and observations that that scientists are like, "We got to study what happened to these kids when they got exposed to COVID while moms were pregnant." Mm. Well, you know, I mean, there's a lot of people that you know we see that say like you know even after the covid they still have like brain fog and mm-hmm. still have issues with concentration even way after they've been uh they've been infected so yeah <sighs> hard to say <laughs> oh yeah so hey parents you know if uh you are co-parenting then it's time to sit down and make some decisions or at least ask yourselves the questions because your pediatrician is going to ask and there's nothing worse than somebody saying, well, let me call such and such, see what they think. And, and, and they're at work and you can't get them and all this kind of stuff. Like just go ahead and have those conversations now 
so that you can tell your family medicine doctor or your pediatrician, here's how I would like to talk about a plan and protecting my kid um, from COVID so that, you know, we can just make good plans. That's really, that's, that's it. Good plans. I feel like doctors like good plans. I know. It's like, we, what are we doing today? We we accomplished the list. Boom, boom, boom. Yes. If not A, then B. If not B, then C. That's all I want to know. <laughs> Just let me know. Um, I got one more. This will be interesting. So this is about Doja Cat. Hmm. So Doja Cat um, was actually set up to have a really good summer. Uh, uh, she had a lot of summer tours set up and everything, and she's had to cancel all of them. Why you ask? I'm glad you asked me. So it sounds <laughs> like she got an abscess in the tonsil. You know, she got some kind of abscess in her tonsils. And mm-hmm. her words, at least that's what it's quoted from, was saying she was saying like, you know, she had a t- a, a abs a abscess drained, forgot she was on antibiotics and drank a lot of wine and and uh, vaped you know, all day, every day, which then exacerbated something. And so now she's got to have a tonsillar surgery for more than the abscess here. I'll, you know, I'll save you trouble. So uh, she took Twitter um, and she said, I might have some bad news for y'all coming soon. Um, doctor just had to cut into my left tonsil and I had an abscess in it. My whole throat is expletive. My tonsils got infected before the BBMAs and I was taking expletive antibiotics, but forgot that I was taking them and then drank wine and was vaping all day. Then I started getting a nasty expletive growth on my tonsils. So they had to do surgery on it that Thursday. So she's out. And that's, that's, that sucks for her because I mean, she has some big um, lineups. I think she was going to be um, the, what is it, the Glastonbury Festival in the UK. Yeah. I think she had something um, coming up with the weekend. Like she really had a busy lineup uh, and she can't. So, well, don't vape. This is, this is, an, <laughs> is that wow. the take home message? <laughs> Amy like, I know. So I'm just love. like, don't get an abscess in your tonsil. <laughs> like, I'm just like, don't do any of it. Like, I don't understand. She had to be taking at least a BID or TID. So I can't forget you're taking this. I don't know how you forget, right? If you've been swallowing them the whole time. Then right. how can you forget that you were taking them? I don't know. Are big. You know like, they're nothing small. I, like these are big antibiotic yeah. pills. So I, I, I let's not forget. pretend like Doja Cat is atypical, right? People come in all the time <laughs> and are like, I forgot. Like, how? Like, how did you forget? Because the last time I gave it to you, you felt horrible and now you forgot how exactly? I don't know. People do it all the time. You know. That's true. But don't vape. <laughs> I, I found it. I mean, don't vape. That's separate, but somewhat related because she was vaping. So yes, yeah, don't vape. That's interesting because I find it interesting for two reasons. One, Doja Cat had like a mini breakdown mm-hmm. not too long ago. I remember she was get and she out was, of music. Yeah, and she was like, "The label's working me too hard. I don't even feel like I love this anymore. And I really like making music, and I really like to be creative." But she felt like they were like running her into the ground. That's who need to listen to Beyonce's new song. Um, but basically she was like, yeah, she's like, they're squeezing everything out of me and it just makes me not want to do this. And she talked about leaving the industry and leaving everything and she, how it was making her depressed and she needed to take a step back and all that. So I'm like, I'm wondering if this is, you know, when people get to that point, sometimes they stop taking care of themselves the way that they really should be. They stop eating well, they stop doing good habits. So then, they get sick and they get infections and stuff. So that's one theory I have. Another theory is I'm not going to say she's making all this up because it might be true, but this could easily be a way for her to take a break and explain to her fan base why she might be taking a break without digging back into the mental health, like bringing up more of a personal mental health things. Sometimes when you don't take a break, your body be like you taking a break. Right. So it could be it could be a mix of any of those things. It could be her being honest. It could be her not being honest. It could be her body telling her to sit behind down, or maybe it's just too much. So I mean, because I'm not gonna lie, Mitchell's right. Like Doja is hot. She's all over the radio. She's trendy. She's creative. She has the sound. She she's the voice. Yeah. She raps. She does everything. I like she Doja won Cat Grammy. a lot. Yeah, she won Grammys. Like she's she's a creative like you know little savant over there doing big things and it's hard and she's young it's yeah. not like she's like 29 30 she's like 
she's young. Yeah. I mean, you know, tonsillar abscesses are are not fun. So, you know, we've you you people who have tonsillar abscesses, sometimes they come in, they're drooling, like they can't close their mouths, they're like, I can't swallow. It's it's pretty horrible. And that's the thing, like if you had an abscess that was draining, that is so horrible. Like, I don't know how you could forget to not I would be taking those antibodies. My alarm would be going off on cue. Like yeah. as soon as that alarm mm-hmm. went off, before I had stopped, I would be swallowing that antibiotic because mm-hmm. Those things seem to be mm-hmm. terribly painful, like mm-hmm. horrible. So whatever she has set up in there, um, I don't think vaping would have helped because it, there was, uh, we are going to, y'all listen, uh, on the vaping tip. And I'm not picking on Doja Cat because I love me some Doja Cat. But it brings up an interesting thing that, you know, smoking, vaping, and all those things prevent good blood flow um because they vasoconstrict everything and even though vaping has kind of been tagged as the step down from smoking it's still inhaling you know high temperature chemicals and so that's going to come with the whole thing and so you can't heal if you're throwing you know if you're vaping in the back of your throat all the time and so you know i mean could be absolutely warranted and so when vaping first came out you know we kind of Oh, I don't care. I can't say we, but somebody vetted it as the perfect, perfect way to get people off of cigarettes. Y'all, we're going to change our minds on that. I I want people to come back and (laughs) listen to this podcast in 10 more Mm -hmm. years because we're going to change our minds because it takes about 10 years for the studies to really be complete to say, hey, about that vaping that we told y'all about in, you know, 20. 15 or whenever we started telling people that yeah we were wrong it actually causes more lung cancer and throat cancers than we thought so you probably should not do it so actually i think today um one of the biggest manufacturers of e-cartridges um Mm -hmm. jewel actually was has been banned by the fda for selling their products here in the u.s the flavored products because it attracted um too many um minor underage users But, you know, we see like, uh, so there's a thing called popcorn lung um, that you can get specifically from vaping. And that's literally where the, the, the high heat of the cartridge will actually like cause parts of your lung to burst. And that can, you know, lead to a lot of issues down the line. So another reason for us to stop vaping is that it can cause, you know, long lasting lung injury. Um, and if you continue to vape, it's only going to get worse in a matter of time before it becomes a permanent and irreversible. So, and that just sounds horrible, guys. No, who wants a popcorn lung? That don't even sound mm-hmm. good. <laughs> it's not. It don't even sound good. That's not the move. Don't want to move. Oh well, I hope Doja Cat gets better. Yeah, you know, speedy recovery to her. Wow. Well, and then after she gets better, you know, get centered. Yeah, you know. I think so she's she going to stop vaping for a while. Hopefully. Hopefully she stops altogether because she's probably like, I'm done with this. Yeah. Forget that. Yeah. And then plus, you know, you messing with like that's like when Adele had to have surgery on her vocal cords and stuff, not from vaping. But you know, like when you're a singer, when you're an artist, like that's your your money maker. It is. You know? Yeah. And now you're getting infections and stuff and need surgeries and it's so close to the vocal cords. Like that could that could could end your change your whole life. Yeah, Yeah, it could. It could end your career. Mm -hmm. So yeah. Hoping for the best for her. Mm-hmm. Yes, mm-hmm. for sure. Okay, guys. So we talked about lots of things over the seasons. Because we have two seasons. Um, we talked about... Did we say this, uh, our last, this is our last episode? I said it in the, I said it in the beginning. beginning. You weren't listening beginning. to me. Listen, y'all. I don't know if y'all, and, and, y'all don't know this, but it's just, late here. Okay, it's okay. late. <laughs> it is. It is. Okay. Amy just don't be listening to me. I feel. I feel. I feel neglected. I was listening, <laughs> but there's so much foolishness that happened before we hit record. Like for the record, yes. Like yes, that, that is true. And particularly is true. in this household, okay? Because <laughs> yeah, jeez. Yes. But despite the foolishness, I meant to tell y'all, y'all all look good though. Well, thank y'all you. all look like y'all losing weight. Oh, oh, y'all. I don't know if it's I don't know if it's actually happening, but it it's maybe it's because I'm wearing black. I'm on right. the we locked in those sizes, so you know. 
Wait, wait, wait. You all talking at the same time. What are y'all what are you saying? Dresses. Girls? We locked in those sizes. Right. So, you know, there's only, <laughs> you only go down. You can only go the down. Dresses for my wedding. Yes. Oh. They, which have arrived, by the way. My, I, I have my dress. No, I'm saying I'm on this hella restrictive diet. I'm working out every day. <laughs> like, shit, I'm not doing this for nothing. So right. this is all for you. You won't break my soul. <laughs> Dr. Sunshine. You won't break my soul. I'm singing it to my dress. You won't break my soul. <laughs> like Man. the staples of my diet. And I'm doing this all for you. So. You know what? I can't even say that. I, I had um I had cheese. I had cheese, pears, and uh, crackers today. Oh. Cheese, pears, and pretzels. Actually, the pretzel crackers. And oh, it was delicious. So it was just so good. I might eat them tomorrow too, but I, but that's all I had today when I got home. Cause I was like, that is enough. Um, <laughs> I get that from Dr. Sunshine, cheese crackers, um, a little bit of, uh, some meat and I would have had wine, but I didn't feel like opening anything. And so I had water. Um, <laughs> and there was that. Hey, charcuterie board, charcuterie board, charcuterie board. Yep. Have you ever seen that lady? <laughs> Yeah. board. They're not even saying it right, aren't they? No, yeah, it's not. It's it's charcuterie board. Right? Yeah, I, just, I said it wrong. Charcuterie board. Charcuterie board. Me, see, see, Doctor Sunshine. She know that's why she laughing because she. I literally had a pronunciation with her on it one day. Just call it charcuterie. because you were going to an event that your coworkers yes. were doing, and you're like, "Oh my God, what is the name of this thing, Doctor Sunshine?" <laughs> Uh, well, how, how you say this? How you say this? My coworkers got this this, this display. I'm like it's charcuterie. She's like char what? I'm like charcuterie board, yes, charcuterie girl. board. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Charcuterie board. I look like I know something around these people. I am the doctor. I gotta look like I know. Oh something. my lord. <laughs> charcuterie board. Say it like that, please. Charcuterie. Just going yes. there and be like, can I get a charcuterie board? Can I get the no, coochie board? Do Give me the coochie no, board. Please do it. Let me get one of the coochie boards. Let me get that coochie board. Like what? That coochie board right there. That coochie board. We're just talking about people oh not God. having passports. Now y'all talking about coochie boards. I want my coochie board with a little bit of cheese and some pears because I'm sophisticated. Thank you. My coochie board gonna be tight. Don't give me that cheese that smell bad. Right. I don't want my coochie. We don't want no bad smelling anything on our coochie board. Y'all are so wild. Yeah. You know what? Speaking of, um, now we're digressing. Um, mm-hmm. And because it's late, y'all, I just want y'all to know that I am sacrificing lots of sleep to make this happen for you. Um, I was in the grocery store and I had all my scrubs and my scrubs have my name on it. Mm. And it's always interesting when people of the other other persuasion kind of figure out, you can see their brains turn on. Like, because you, when you're in your scrubs, they, they assume you're a nurse. Um, shout out to nurses. Um, and then they kind of read it and you could tell when they read it again and like something in the back of their head says, Oh, this person might be a doctor. And so now she's like really staring and, um, I'm like, Oh, here we go. And she's like, how do you, how do you say your name? And so I say it and she pronounces it wrong. (laughs) I was so mad. I was too hungry to repeat it. And I was like, man, give me my charcuterie board item so I can get up out of here. <laughs> so coochie board. Give me my coochie board. Thank you. Give me my coochie board. Thank you very much. Oh so I can go God. home and have my cheese and pears. Um, but yeah, anyway. <laughs> you got it, Dr. Chris. There, there's a very specific way I tell people to pronounce your name so that they remember it. And of course, I can't say it on here because, you know. Well, give it to me so I can know. tell other people how the to masses, pronounce my name. Because clearly, and say only- it. <laughs> does not help clearly saying it for them is not enough <laughs> so irritated i can't just say it properly and they say it properly back Girl, to me they can't the even club. parrot welcome me. to the club oh like, my gosh agree. oh my gosh no your name is easy no no, no. my last name is not oh if they gosh. listen anyway, to you say it no if they listen to you say it and <laughs> no. then people always think i mean when they're like uh like they come to my office and they're like how do you pronounce your first name and i'd be like doctor yes i need that yes i'm gonna do that next time i think the first time i did that with my scribe in office she almost fell off the table okay like (laughs) because people think i'm playing like i really do say that they're like oh so how do you pronounce your first name doctor Oh my that's god! I'm definitely part. doing that for sure. I like that. Oh my god! Because if you tell them your first name, right. that that's all they're gonna say for the rest of your interview. And I'm like, no, I am Doctor So and So. So please address right. me as such. I gave you my first name because you asked. That is not my assumption that you're gonna be addressing that to me throughout the 
course of this interview. So, yeah. And you're going to say it wrong, right? So you're not going to come back in my office every day, not taking your medicines, have uncontrolled diabetes and blood pressure, and say my name wrong. We just are not going to have that many insults in a in a one visit. No, we're not going to do that. None of that. They go out of their way to ask you and then say it wrong. Right. No, we can't. Being oh. awesome. Amy, Amy, let me tell you what happened. Uh, negative, <laughs> Ghost Rider. Like, what? That's not what we're going to do. We're not going to do that. Y'all took us all the way off topic. Dr. Chris, what are we talking my about? My bad. Okay, Dr. Chris, you back. You back. It's you. No, I, I, gotta, I made y'all digress because y'all look cute. Because I had a whole nice little intro. Well, I said it. I said that y'all look cute. Then y'all started talking about cheese. Then we got the coochie boards. And then we got to the grocery store. And then we got it was the outstanding though. I'm so Yo, this is actually so a snippet of what we do before we inter- like talk to y'all. So this is exactly what we do. <laughs> it is. I was trying to tell my friend that like I was like y'all realize sometimes we're on we're on we're online for like at least a good hour before the the button actually hits and i was like that material might be some of the most underrated material ever it just cannot be released for public consumption because uh the names cannot be changed to protect the innocent um i know (laughs) but i had to to give y'all i had to give y'all y'all compliment though because y'all do look good and hopefully we'll uh, we might even find y'all some husbands at the event so we'll see (laughs) not not amy joe not amy joe she got hers i'm bringing my i'm bringing (laughs) my sand to the beach you are bringing your sense. The literal talk about going <laughs> in. Hey. For us, Dr. Sunshine. Hey. Listen, listen. As long as they're ready. Sh- as long as they're ready. They got to be ready. For oh, this. really? <laughs> they got to be ready. You know? Man, you're going to see some old faces and some new faces. I hope you're ready. <laughs> Ooh. I, listen, I hope they're ready, okay? Because I'm ready. I'm ready. <laughs> I hope they're ready. This is so juicy. Oh, yes. I, I hope they're ready. I'm ready. I'm, I'm ready. ready to observe it all, okay? Because I'm going to be watching. Oh, Lord. Right. <laughs> I got no problem. Let's do it. Amy Jo going to be in the background reminding people it's an open bar. She's like, y'all know it's open. Y'all want some more? Right. <laughs> open bar, y'all. It. Get these drinks and observe, okay? Yes. Oh, Lord. <laughs> but Dr. Chris, go ahead. All right. So what I was going, what I was saying before I was interrupted is that uh, <laughs> we have talked about lots of things. We've talked about we've talked about sex. We talk about safe sex, and we've talked about pregnancy somewhat. But um, now I'm kind of gonna go through. So now you're pregnant, right? Kind of not gonna go through the whole course of pregnancy, but one particular. Um, condition um, I really wanted to focus on and talk about and highlight, especially um, last month was I think uh, maternal health month. And we didn't really get to really too much touch about that. And it's a big thing because like, especially in black females, black women who get pregnant, they have a higher, a higher risk of mortality with pregnancy and there's like many factors that are associated with that. But um, what I was going to talk about is a condition called preeclampsia. And it's one of the four leading causes of maternal death. And I think it is something that we should highlight and talk about. And there are risks involved. And I think it's important to let women know so they can be empowered and they, and they can also talk to their doctors. For example, I remember... Um, when we were practicing residency, I don't know if Dr. Sunshine remembers, I had a patient that she saw, one of my patients that I was following during pregnancy that she saw, and uh, she was going through her pregnancy just fine, and then she had an elevated blood pressure, and she had to recheck the blood pressure, and then she gave uh, the patient um, instructions like, hey, monitor your blood pressures. If it's high, this is what you need to do, and you need to go and um, go to labor and delivery. If your blood pressure gets a certain number is too high, you need to go and get, and get checked. And because that happened, she went and she got, she got treatment and, you know, and everything turned out to work out okay for her. So, and I was like, that was really, that was really great. But the thing is, it's because she took the time to explain it to her and she knew. So, new to when she needed to go and get help. So I just think it's something that we should talk about. I agree. I know the number one question, what is preeclampsia, right? So basically it's characterized as a new onset of hypertension 
with protein in the urine or some end organ type dysfunction that occurs after 20 weeks of pregnancy and or can also happen after uh, in in the postpartum period too. So everybody knows what hypertension is, right? It's high, it's a elevated uh, blood pressure, but this is a specific number that we look for. So what's characterized as hypertension, if it's above, the top number is above 140 or the bottom number, right? Is your di- That's called your diastolic blood pressure is over 90, okay? And it has to be two measurements within four hours, okay, that with that number. And for preeclampsia in particular, you have to have some, some, uh, some other feature as well. So meaning that if they took a sample of your urine and you were spilling out too much protein in that urine, that means that the kidneys are probably not functioning very well. Or if you don't have that, it has to show some type of other dysfunction, meaning like You'll probably have something, if they do your labs, there's some uh, elevation in your in your liver, uh, your liver enzymes, there's something going on there. Or you can have some problems with your clotting factors, some, something mm-hmm. that shows there's, a, there's something else going on in that sense, mm-hmm. okay? So just to, just, to, just to interject really quickly to people who are listening, how we think of your blood pressure when you are not pregnant and how we think of your blood pressure when you are pregnant is different. So the reason why this becomes an important talk is because you cannot think about, well, I got a friend that's got high blood pressure and his doctor told him to do this. Blood pressures in pregnancy are going to be very different because there's a fine balance. You need enough pressure to push good blood flow through your placenta to your baby. Your placenta is the thing that attaches to your uterus that provides you connection to you and baby, right? So you've got to have a good enough pressure to give good blood flow, but not too much that that starts to impact the outcome of you and baby. Um, So this is why this is important. And this is why it's so delicate and we manage it a little bit differently. Right. Right. And, and for that reason, I'm glad that you explained that because I was going to explain how, like, how that whole thing works. We don't really know all the factors that cause preeclampsia, but we do know it is, uh, it results from a suboptimal, like when your, when your placenta is trying to attach to the uterus, it doesn't, it doesn't implant very well. So it causes some dysfunction with, um, the pressure and the blood flow. So that's why we are concerned, right? Like Amy Joe said, if, there is with that delicate balance, if there's not getting enough blood to the baby and, you know, vice versa, it is going to cause the baby to not grow very well and also can cause damage to mom too, which of course, everything, if the mom doesn't feel good, it's going to affect the baby as well. Yeah. Yeah. And this is a good look into medicine in itself because, uh, you know, Dr. Chris is saying like, you know, here's what we believe is happening. So something interesting is even though we know a lot about preeclampsia and we know a lot about how to treat it, we as a whole collective body, right? All OB-GYN, all family medicine, anybody else, neurology, whomever has a, a, you know, a, a, a dog in the fight, we have it always settled in on that we're sure we know exactly why it's caused because something that Dr. Chris is going to get along to is what we call, you know, what we what we kind of coined as the fourth trimester, meaning like, you know, preeclampsia, you know, even after you've had a baby. And so the philosophy that um, the reason why you can become preeclamptic or eclamptic, meaning you went from looking like you get about to be in trouble to, all right, you friend, you're in trouble. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if, if it's just the attachment, then after delivery and the placenta gets taken because the placenta will come out after you deliver a baby, then why can you still be preeclamptic after pregnancy in that quote unquote fourth trimester? Y'all, the fourth trimester is not real. Please don't send me an email. Like I ain't never heard of that. My mom only had three. That's true. (laughs) Um, We just kind of call it that. And it's a way, particularly for black women to understand it. Even after you have this baby, if you got problems with your blood pressure or had problems with your blood pressure in pregnancy, you still got to watch it. And so um, 
welcome to the concept in medicine where we still learn things and have to adjust or change our minds about how we think things are, are started. So um, here we go. We have specific definitions of when things happen. So remember I said with preeclampsia is after 20 weeks, right? Prior to 20 weeks, if you have any elevation, like I said, with your blood pressure, that's considered hypertension, right? But when that happens, it's just because you just have the elevated blood pressures, but not necessarily that you have any protein spilling in your urine, right? But then you can also get, that's where it gets tricky. With the definitions, you can also get preeclampsia even though you have chronic hypertension, right? So there's all of these things. So that's why it's important to go to get to your OB regularly so you can have your blood pressures monitored, right? Mm -hmm. So we can find this out put you on the appropriate treatment, right? And and we just monitor to make sure that you and baby are still safe. And chronic hypertension, because some women are going to be concerned, like, oh my God, I'm going to get preeclampsia. Chronic hypertension does not have to mean that you're going to default into preeclampsia no. throughout your pregnancy. So um, if you have high blood pressure right now and you're thinking, well, I really want to have kids. Oh my goodness, Dr. Chris has just ruined that plan. No, she has not. Uh, we have medicines for that, that we could even do in pregnancy. So it's just a matter of talking to your, your, your gynecologist or your family medicine doctor to say, Hey, what's the plan? Because you may not get preeclampsia, even though you have high blood pressure. We may need to change your medications though. Cause there are medications that you could be on that you normally take for your high blood pressure that we might need to switch to ones that are safe in pregnancy. So that's also a thing. So Dr. Chris, is there a way to prevent preeclampsia? Sure. So first off, before we go into that, I was going to talk about there's some people that have risk factors to getting preeclampsia, right? So there are a number of things that can, that increase your risk, right? There's people that have high risk, moderate risk, but mostly a lot of the risk factors is if you never had a baby before, right? Or if you've had multiple pregnancies, um, had preeclampsia prior to in one of your pregnancies, your age too. We see it in different age groups, right? If you're um, have age like mostly 35 and over, a lot of times that increases your risk. If you're younger, less than 18, also have chronic hypertension. All of these are risk factors, but doesn't mean that if all of this happens that you will get preeclampsia. It's just your risk is higher, right? Obesity, um, another f- interesting thing that I didn't even know too, they were saying like, even if like you're the father, if it's a first time father, that's a risk factor as well. Mm-hmm. And also if he had, if he fathered a baby that the mother was preeclampsia before, that's also a risk factor as well. So what? I know I, I yeah. did research and I was like, oh, okay, that's interesting. Rock but toxic swimmers, huh? Mm-hmm. But if we think that you are high risk, if you're high risk, then we put you on um, a low dose aspirin to help to prevent preeclampsia. And I've also found out too, which I didn't even know, if you are also, um, you're high risk and you are maybe lactose intolerant and don't get enough calcium in your diet, they also suggest even um, giving calcium supplementation that also helps to um, hmm. reduce your risk of preeclampsia as well. Hmm. I didn't know that. Interesting. Yeah, I know, right? I didn't know that too. I was like, ah. I didn't know the calcium part. Yeah, the, the calcium. Yeah. But they were the like, calcium. the low dose, like if you don't get enough calcium in your diet. Because, you know, when you take, you take in your, pre, uh, your prenatal vitamins, I believe yeah. your prenatals have some calcium in them as well. Mm-hmm. So, but... It depends. It depends on the type you take, yeah. because if you are one that's like really into gummy vitamins, they don't have a lot of the heavier metals in the gummy vitamins. So they don't have iron. They don't mm-hmm. have zinc maybe either or some of the metals i'm not sure if calcium's in that group but yeah but if they take like a tablet if they take like the tablet tablet ones yeah that has everything yeah but they basically were just saying if you don't if you're not getting it enough in your diet so like if you drink like an eight eight ounce glass of milk right you should have enough calcium in a day like to be yeah. fine but if you're lactose intolerant you're gonna avoid those things that could have the calcium so you might not have enough calcium. So they say supplementing with that has some benefit. Hmm. Interesting. I know. And they usually initiate the um, aspirin 
like in the second trimester. So. Yeah, because most women, most women will uh, actually see even if you have uh, essential hypertension or primary hypertension, most women will see really good blood pressures in your first trimester. So even if you take blood pressure medicine right now, your doctor may um, have you stop your medicines because your blood pressures will actually control and, and like you know calm down a whole lot. And then you typically won't see uh, that blood pressure start to ramp up again until second trimester. And and which also kind of makes sense if you think about it, right? Because really, when we when it mostly the time when it happens, it's it's in the second trimester, right? Once you pass mm-hmm. that that phase, when your blood pressures can go a little bit higher. So usually it can happen um, in your late preterm, so that between thirty four and thirty seven weeks. Um, or within 37 to 42 weeks, or even after, like we said, after you delivered, uh, within that 12 week period, it's a possibility, you know, if your blood pressure is elevated, then you're considered preeclamptic. And the issue with that too, if you did have preeclampsia, right, it just increases your risk of possibly getting hypertension later on in life. Doesn't necessarily mean you do, but it increases your risk. So it's always good for us to know these things so we can assess your risk because as primary doctors, that's what we, that's what we do. We try to assess your risk so we can try to prevent things. So you tell us everything that's going on, then we know, okay, this is what we need to watch out for. Yep. So, okay. How do you treat it? So really the thing with preeclampsia, the telltale treatment, really what we do is deliver the baby and usually that's that's it, right? But of course, you can have preeclampsia after you deliver the baby as well, right? But mm-hmm. but normally that is the treatment. But the problem is, if the baby is not ready to come out, that's when we have issues, right? So we try our best to deliver if we can after thirty seven weeks. Just and then because um, we're trying to keep the baby in to so you know so the baby can cook finish growing like it needs to you know bun, the bun needs to finish cooking in the oven the the bun needs to get nice and nice and brown you can't take the bun out too early yes. you know what i mean we don't want to take the bun out too early you'd be like oh man yeah you don't want to come out too early but <laughs> like a bitch right <laughs> <laughs> now you know what enter the chat. Oh, <laughs> now you know what we think about y'all yes so while we're trying to do that you have to be monitored, right? So we, we're always going to be monitoring, is baby okay? Is mom okay? And the most thing, is baby okay, right? Is baby getting adequate blood flow, you know? And if baby is looking in distress, is not looking good, then guess what? We got to get baby out. Not to not to throw not to throw in a, a, a celebrity tie-in, but this is also what Beyonce had with the twins too. Yeah. yeah. And also... Um, They've all had complicated pregnancies. Beyonce, Serena, Mm -hmm. Kim, Mm -hmm. Kardashian, all of them. They've had, they've all had a lot of, a lot of everything. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, But yeah, Beyonce talked about it in her documentary too. That's the, that's, to be honest with you, that's probably the most I've ever heard people who are not doctors talk to me about like Mm preeclampsia and such because Beyonce mentioned it in her documentary for, uh, what are we watching? Uh, Life is but a dream. No. Uh, no, uh, was it Coach? It was Coachella. Yes, yes, the Netflix. Wasn't it Coachella? Yes. Yeah, it was be um, Homecoming. Yeah. She talked about it in Homecoming. As soon as people watched it, they were texting me like, "So is Beyonce trying to say that she almost died trying to have these twins? Like, what's what's happening? What, what does that mean? What do these words mean?" And I'm like, "But that's what the words mean." Yeah, I mean, yeah, you could really die from this because there's a lot. Like I said, all of those dysfunctions that can happen, it can really 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 be bad and um the severe form of the preeclampsia is when you become eclamptic mm. and that's when you start having seizures and that's bad so well, i have one patient that had eclampsia she literally seized on the, the operating table it was the scariest mm. thing i've ever seen um it, yeah, yeah it's, it was a lot and then we got to give you something to stop the seizures so we usually give you magnesium try mm-hmm. to stop the seizures and then we got to get the baby out as much as we can because so Okay, now, so you're saying, all right, so what what can I do, right? 
So when you go to your prenatal visits, right, they're always going to take a blood pressure. So that is how we screen. We always take blood pressures, right? And we're always looking to make sure that your blood pressure is below the criteria that I was saying, that I said earlier, right? Um, now, if it's elevated, right, then then we got to do some more monitoring. Elevated, but it also depends. If it's elevated, if we can treat you, we'll treat you, okay, with a medication, a blood pressure medication, and um, then you just have to come frequently to go and get monitored um, by your doctor. Some alarming things that you need to look out for. So let's say you have this elevated blood pressure, and then you say, oh, I started having this headache, and it's really bad, and it's severe, right? It's like throbbing and pounding. That's alarming with this elevated blood pressure, right? Have that if you have some visual disturbances, you're seeing spots, um, or you're having like pain in your upper abdomen, um, some confusion. If you're having confusion with elevation, that's that's not that's never a good thing. <laughs> confusion. <laughs> that's never good. And increased shortness of breath. I said increased shortness of breath because in pregnancy you could be a little short of breath, but if you're like real real short of breath, that's a problem. It means that you're probably having fluid third spacing, fluid in your lungs. Okay. Um, Mm -hmm. So this is concerning. Okay. If you have some rapid weight gain, of course, in in pregnancy, you're going to gain weight. But if you're gaining more than five pounds in a week, you're probably retaining too much fluid. So these are things that if you are noticing these things, please, 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 please tell your doctor. Okay. ASAP. Yes. Because these are some concerning things. And it, it could be the difference in this could be what saves your life. Right. Because if you don't say anything, you know, we don't know. They might let you go. And turns out they should have kept you and monitored you. And maybe you needed to be closely monitored in the hospital. Yeah, this kind of goes without saying. But um, I think that a lot of times, especially because we practice somewhere that was like really like lower SES, lower education, things like that. We saw a lot of patients who didn't really keep up with their prenatal care. Mm -hmm. And didn't really keep up with their appointments. So I think that that's probably one of the best things you can do is keep your appointments. And as long as you keep with your appointments, you pay attention to your body, you bring things up to to your doctor that are things that are changing that you've noticed, then that's probably the best first thing you can do. Keep your appointments, (laughs) be honest with your doctor, take note of changes, mention them, and hopefully you have a good doctor that listens to you and can help manage whatever may come up. Because half the battle where we all practice together was just getting people in the office mm-hmm. like just because mm-hmm. y'all gotta remember we do a lot of stuff during pregnancy every time we see you we're taking another test we're swabbing something else we're collecting your urine like we do a lot for you guys during pregnancy to prevent things like this so if you start missing visits and you don't really keep up with your appointments and that could be that could be a problem mm-hmm. so just wanted to highlight that yeah, um, that was basically all I was going to say, unless anybody else wanted to add anything else that maybe I might have missed. No, I think, no, it's, good. Good. Yeah. I think, it's, I think it's a good topic. Yeah, I didn't want to go too deep in it like you didn't understand. I My basic, the basic thing is I just wanted you to understand what it is. Just pay attention and have that relationship and conversation with your doctor so we can prevent a bad outcomes for mom and baby. Yeah. Because it, it could be devastating when it goes really bad. I agree. I think Black women need to walk away understanding that in pregnancy, there's never been a better time to be a helpful advocate and um, observer of your, your symptoms and your care, right? So if you already have hypertension... I, as a, as a physician, should never be the only person checking your blood pressures. Like, you should know what your blood pressures do all the time, um, even when you get home. So uh, sometimes um, I find that, that Black women get lost um, in, in postnatal care. And mm-hmm. you're like, wait a minute, what? You know, because they, you know, in, in, in a lot of our health systems, um, prenatal care is no longer a part of our um, care. And so I see you after your six weeks, your six week follow-up. And every now and then um, I have been surprised to have people show up and I'm like, your blood pressure been doing this, this whole time. You, nobody, you, you haven't seen it. And so it's a really, um, 
it's a really uh, delicate time, uh, second, yeah. third, and after pregnancy. And you just got to be aware of these are the things that can happen. Mm-hmm. What's the questions? What's the questions? What? We got some spicy questions today. Oh boy, bring it. Let's hear it. So, okay. So, first question. All right. So, I have a follow up question about dating apps. Which, right. Which dating apps have you found to be the most promising and which the most disappointing? And obviously, this question is for Dr. Chris and Nono. All of them. (laughs) Right. Disappointing. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. I mean, it's no lies told. Like, I think, um, I think in my time, like frequently frequenting the dating apps, been on Tinder, Coffee Meets Bagel, The League. Oh my God, um, Bumble, Hinge. Uh, there's a there's a black person. Wait, the- I'm curious. How's Hinge? Hinge has the cute little commercials where it's like, this is the app that's meant to be deleted when you find love. Oh. Like, it's supposed to be the one for like long term love, right? right. Yeah, that's the one. Um, but no. You should see Dr. Chris' face. <laughs> <laughs> so actually, I found the most matches on Tinder, surprisingly, but um, those did not pan out. Hence why I'm still single. Um, but Hinge actually had, I think they changed their algorithm a little bit. So I've been getting a little bit better matches now. Um, Bumble's kind of like middle of the road and, um, the league I've had that. I, I was so happy to get off the way. Oh my God. It's so exclusive. You know, all the, you know, all the well-to-do people are on here. Nah, same people. It's it's not worth it. So, um, I honestly, like, I think what we said in our dating episode, I think the best time to meet someone is like in person and organically at the places that both of you like to frequent. Um, I, if I could, give up dating apps forever i would most certainly do it and for the alternative which is to meet someone like in person so well for me i didn't really have much success on the dating apps i think on hedge i met one person and then that didn't pan out so um (laughs) yeah um and i think with bumble i think the thing i didn't really like about bumble i think it's different it's like the man kind of requests no the men no, the women. you or yeah no no wasn't it the opposite no it's bumble you had to the women have to initiate the conversation right right yes yes so i would initiate conversation and then they're like hey what's up you good yeah what you doing work. <laughs> <laughs> it was like <laughs> bro you gotta come back it's like you, i don't got time i don't know it, and i think also too it's like Maybe maybe I didn't feel it right. Maybe I didn't put enough things about myself so they can match it. No. I, I don't know. I don't know if that it is, it is nothing that you did. It's just like I'm I've had the sure. exact same issue. Like people give you those one word mm-hmm. answers or you know, yeah, it's like like how are we supposed to have a conversation? Like I have to carry this conversation as well. Like I carry conversations at work and now I have to do this here. Right. And I'm like, I can't. Like I honestly, really I mean, you swipe me. Huh? Yeah. People be serial swiping because I, I mean, you know, no guys do that. The girls, yes, the guys be serial yeah. swiping because then when you swipe, because the you know the whole point of Bumble is that when you swipe, it's supposed to be this is the perfect way to make the connection, and then you reach out. But um, I remember when I was on Bumble, like you would reach out, and sometimes they would delete you, and you'd be like, "But wait, like you had to match me first before we even you know did it." So I think sometimes people are on there swiping, and I agree with you, Doctor Nono. Some of them saying folks that i saw on bumble and all the other free ones i was so disappointed when i got into league to be like y'all here too like <laughs> i did all this betting oh my god like, oh. No, it's just the same people everywhere else so and then what i also the one thing i do hate about him change is probably my favorite out of all of them but some people don't update their location so i had a really good conversation with the dude just to find out that he was all the way in the dmv and like his 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 uh, I mean I mean it's not it's not terrible, but um his status said Arlington Heights and there's an Arlington Heights in the suburbs of Chicago. So I'm I was talking to him like oh you know you're on the north side blah 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 you know let's meet up. And he's like uh, but I'm going into 
downtown. I'm like, downtown Chicago? He's like, no, downtown DC. I'm like, huh? <laughs> so, mm-hmm. um, yeah, but uh, either way, um, again, meeting people organically is probably the mm-hmm. best. Dating apps, hit or miss with all of them, honestly. But I always wonder about like the ones you get to pay for. Like eHarmony and like Match.com and all the ones mm-hmm. that have these commercials of people like playing Ring Around the Rosie together. I'm like, do these things really so, work? I mean, maybe it does. I think it probably depends on how much you have to pay. Like, I feel like if you're going to pay for this, like, it's a commitment. So the paying thing, though, it's only for them to release the people that have already liked you. So, like, you know, they have a lot of, I think with, I've never paid for them, but this is just like off of experience from other friends. But Essentially, like the people that have already matched with you and are like a 99% match on um, eHarmony and match, they'll like ask you to pay for extra access on the app so you can see those other people, which I think is weird. But, you know, you it's they kind of they kind of hmm. play it as a fact like, oh, you'll never meet your soulmate if you don't pay the extra $20 to meet them. You know, I'm like, yeah, but, oh. but the thing is, too, for me, like, I honestly, I don't want somebody that's just like me. Yeah, most people don't. <laughs> no, I want like a opposite, but you know, at times, you know, but not too much. I want you. I want us to have some things in common, right. but I really don't want you to be like, cause, like me, because I kind of feel like to another me. Like, no. <laughs> yeah. no. Well, listener, I hope is it that is answers it? your question. <laughs> I hope I did. I is this going to get into your conversation about how you feel about men that are uh, the Zodiac sign cancer like you? I, I'm not even going <laughs> to say anything because if I say something, it's going to be a problem. <laughs> I'm not no. even going to say anything. Chris be out here hurting people's Apparently feelings. I do. Like, oh, you're a cancer? a cancer? Oh, no, I can't do you know that. They call, I'm they, a cancer. You I know people said, my sister said, cancers are like emotional gangsters. <laughs> <laughs> And I was like, I get that. Yeah, that's accurate. <laughs> Emotional gangsters. Oh man. <laughs> anyway, do we have time for another yeah, question? Yeah. Um. I. Yeah. I mean, might as well close out the season. All right. So our last question is: Can a woman get HIV from performing oral sex on a man if she doesn't swallow the dot 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 happy ending? Thanks. Swallowing is not the thing that gives you HIV. Uh, friction that will break your mucous membrane that will allow transmission of a virus uh, is what will give you HIV. So the short answer is yeah. Um, Any kind of unprotected sexual contact can increase the risk that you can get HIV. Um, So particularly rough intercourse, even oral, you know, if you, if you, you floss your gums earlier that day and they were now bleeding, right? Or you bit your jaw and you got a nice little open something or you've got a canker sore in your mouth and you're like, well, I'm going to do this. Um, and now you're having uh, oral sex. Yeah, you can transmit. Swallow or spit, still transmit. Oh! Hey. <laughs> oh! What's your pet in that? I like it. <laughs> Before she crashes, she's about to crash for real. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's fire, though. I want to put that as a hashtag on her. I love oh, that. Oh, man. Say it again. Say it again. Swallow or spit. Swallow or spit. You can still transmit. <laughs> and get that shit. Right. <laughs> you can, you can I'm done dealing. What? Yes. Oh, we done. We done. Oh, God. Drop mic out. Drop mic, drop mic. There's nothing more left to say. <laughs> that that is the question. That's it. That's it. Right. Yeah, is is this how we're ending season two? Season is this two. how we're doing it? Season, season two in the book, y'all. Mike, there it done. is. <laughs> <laughs> See you next season, guys. Next season. Oh, oh man. my gosh. Guys, we are going on a summer break. Uh, <laughs> yes. This is by far our latest episode. Everybody's running on fumes. We're going to go on a summer break. Um, we are channeling our inner Meg Thee Stallion, Beyonce. We're channeling our inner Hot Girl Summer, twerking, New Orleans bounce, all of that. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and we all also have our own personal endeavors and things. So we're going to take a break. Same way we did with season one. We'll be back in the fall. Um, in case you guys miss us too much, we have, of course, 20 episodes per season that you guys can listen to. Um, you can still send us questions, though. You can still email us. You can still send us suggestions. Similar to this season, um, next season, we're going to try and um, introduce some new things. You know, when we come back, we're going to come back with a... We're going to come back with some with some new stuff for you guys. Um, so it should be nice. Anybody want to say anything before we peace out? Thanks Thank for rocking with all us, of y'all. You guys. Thank you. Thank you to the listeners. Yeah, without, you, yep. without y'all, we would without not you. have made this possible. So thank you for being consistent and listening in. And, you know, we hope that, you know, with the new upcoming seasons, we can continue to give you that content that y'all crave. So yeah and maybe even see some of y'all in person who knows oh yeah know. or maybe have some merch or maybe have yes, some merch or something merch. we can, we can merch, you know merch. we can do we can do stuff we're we're gonna we have to brainstorm a lot of things because we're growing a little faster than we thought we would <laughs> so we have stuff to talk about mm-hmm. but in the meantime we wish you guys well we hope that you stay safe we hope that you have a wonderful summer and we'll see y'all in the fall so yeah. where you can find us at is our website at www.dchocolatemds.com our Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter candles are at the chocolate MDS. And like Dr. Sunshine, I just said, you can feel free to send us your questions in our DMs or send it directly to our email at the chocolate MDS at gmail.com. It's been a pleasure, it y'all. Has been. Thank you, Bye, ladies. Y'all. I have to say thanks to my late my ladies, my co-hosts. Oh my gosh! Yes. I say thanks to you guys too. You guys have been great. Thank you all. I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to do this with anybody else. Thanks to you ladies and thanks to the listeners. We'll see y'all in the fall. Bye y'all. Bye. Bye. Bye.